This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the July 10th, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Medvedev is the Russian Security Council Deputy Chairman and has made threats to attack Ukrainian nuclear power plants if Ukraine does, not, does th some things to Russia. Not good. Allegedly, a father took his nine-year-old son in for a required physical so the kid could play tackle football. The father says a routine screening question asked by the doctor was if the child identified as a girl, boy, gender fluid, or non-binary. Oh, by the way, the Miss Universe pageant will have a representative from the Netherlands who was born a male. Chuck Todd of NBC News is accusing Republicans of trying to exploit Biden's grandchild count issue. You know whether or not Biden should count the child Hunter had by an exotic dancer. No kidding, Chuck. Pretty sure you would have been piling on if this affected a Republican. Deal with it. I'm skimming an article that says that inflation in China is near zero and deflation is a concern. FYI, inflation is bad. Deflation is worse. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is getting slammed for bowing to top Chinese officials. Hey, she shouldn't have done it, but I really don't care. Allegedly, Ben and Jerry's ice cream folks tweeted that, quote, the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it, end quote. A native chief suggests returning native lands where Ben and Jerry's have their headquarters and maybe operations. Will they? I doubt it. Turkey has been holding up Sweden's entry into NATO. Now the Turkish president is suggesting that Sweden's entry into NATO may hinge on the EU reigniting re talks for Turkey to enter the EU. I doubt that will happen. Tennessee passed a law that banned transgender therapies for children. It was to take effect on July 1st. A federal district judge would not allow the law to go into effect, maybe saying it was unconstitutional. An appeals court overruled the district judge and said it could go into effect. Will the left spin the court allowing a legislatively approved law to take effect as an example of the court being undemocratic? Moving on. For example... AOC, in referring to recent Supreme Court rulings, says, quote, These are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the court. In fact, we have members of the court themselves, with Justice Elena Kagan saying that the court is beginning to assume the power of a legislature, end quote. I know I am repeating myself, but in the abortion case, the Supreme Court ruled that abortion rules were not up to the court. It was a legislative issue. That is not authoritarianism and centralization of power. For affirmative action, the court ruled very similar to Bakke in 1978 and Grutter in 2003. In those, they said no quotas can take race into account as one of several factors, though in Grutter, the opinion said even that should not go past 25 years or so. AOC seems to think obeying the no racial discrimination clause in the 14th Amendment is authoritarianism. Weird, huh? I linked to an article by Jonathan Turley titled, Domestic Abuse is a Severe Crime. British parents could be prosecuted for refusing to pay for transgender treatments. 
Turley says, quote, according to the UK's Code for the Crown Prosecution Services, abusive conduct now includes, inner quote, withholding money for transitioning and refusing to use their preferred name or pronoun, end quote, though continuing with Turley. So a parent with familial or religious objections to the transitioning of a child would be required under the law to fund operations or treatments, end quote. Katanji Brown-Jackson wrote a dissent in the affirmative action case. She included some math mistake. Several, including Jonathan Turley, had a piece on her poor math. Instead of Turley, I linked to an article by Sarah Weaver, a social issues reporter. The article is titled, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson's Dissent Repeats Debunk Claim About Black Doctors. She quotes the justice as saying, quote, for high-risk black newborns, having a black physician more than doubles the likelihood that the baby will live and not die, end quote. This is not an off-the-cuff comment. This is in a Supreme Court dissent that I assume she read over several times and others proofed as well. She says having a black physician doubles the likelihood that the baby will live. Does that make sense? What would the mortality rate have to be for that to make sense? Not a 1% mortality rate because if you double 99% chance of living, you are way over 100 if the black mortality rate were 40%, you know, infant mortality rate, then it still would not work. Doubling 60% gets you to 120. The mortality rate would have to be at least 50%. Anyone think that the black mort- infant mortality rate is 50%? Per the author, quote, the study cited, however, only says that black babies have a 99 99- chance of survival when treated by a black doctor and a 99.91% chance of survival when treated by white doctors, end quote. Not much difference, 0.05% difference. Still, if you're the parent, you would want the best. But they suggest that NCIUs where critical babies are placed are more likely to be staffed by white doctors. The author quotes a lawyer named Ted Frank as saying, quote, So the study is confusing correlation with causation. If you have a black doctor, your baby is more likely to survive, but that's because that means you're less likely to be in the NICU where there are fewer black doctors. It has nothing to do with the race of the doctor, end quote. My question is, how does this crap get into a Supreme Court justice dissent? Evidently, a lawyer had it in an amicus brief, and evidently it received little scrutiny. That's just wrong. Something odd is going on with uh, Pergozin of the Wagner Group. We thought he was being banished to Belarus in a deal that was made to end the alleged attempted coup. Now he seems to be spending time in Russia. Is Putin in solid control? Are the top folks wondering how this will play out? Is something weird going on between Prigozhin and Putin? As much as I want to be done with Putin, I'm not keen on who might come next. And then as as I was ready to put this addition to bed, I heard that Prigozhin might be having meetings with Putin, though it might be closer to an interrogation. Interesting, Interesting things are coming out in the next month, I'm sure. 
Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.